0: I come from finance Um, there's nothing techie about me Uh, I knew nothing about the spa world I mean I I'm I'm an expert um, tester of manicures and and massage therapists now but I can't do it myself so I had to teach myself a lot of things and I took my time to do that on top of my day job for a good six to nine months before I quit it to jump full-time into this.
1: Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. All right, you guys, you are back on Success On Demand, and I just want to thank you for tuning in. We have another one of our international guests on the show today, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her background and how she got to where she is now and where she plans to go and just give you some tips on you know, different things that you could do to even apply to your business so that you can be successful as well. Without further ado, I'm going to give Iglika a minute to introduce herself, and then we'll move on.
0: Hi everyone, thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm really thrilled to share my story with you. Um, I am um, originally from Bulgaria actually, but uh, grew up um, in Eastern Europe and actually went to school in the States. I studied in the University of Miami and then up in Boston for my graduate degree before moving to London to work in finance. Um, So I worked in finance for just over 10 years when suddenly I spotted an opportunity in the market to create a service that caters to busy Londoners, which is uh, when USPA was born just about three years ago. And I was really overwhelmed with the desire to start this business and I was sure that there was a market for it. So I quit my job in 2015 and now we're here. Three, uh, sorry, two years later, up up and running and growing and going every month.
1: Oh my gosh. Now... You said that you went to school in the states. Um, what brought that about? Um, were you like already here, and you just decided to, you know, get your schooling here, or how'd that work? So I actually uh, came for high school
0: in Las Vegas, of all places, through an international. <laughs> I know there are schools in Vegas, believe it or not. Um, and I came <laughs> there through an international student exchange, foreign exchange student program. Um, which Mm -hmm. brought me there when I was 15. And once I finished high school there, I applied to a number of American universities and uh, just ended up staying for um, my uh, graduate school there as well.
1: Wow. And was it always your plan to, after you graduated and got your degree, you would, you know, leave the States again? Or how did you end up leaving in starting a business
0: well no actually i was planning to stay in the states but i got a really good job offer in london and it was closer to my family which are still back in bulgaria so i thought i would take that opportunity and move back to uh, the old country um to explore that opportunity in finance i actually never ever intended to start my own business and wow. i was very much on the corporate um, ladder track and my goal was to be an MD by the age of 30 and so on and so oh so goodness. on and so forth so this um, the whole entrepreneurial sort of side of me didn't really kick in until much later.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow and just what actually allowed it to kick in was when you saw that opportunity for USPA or had you already found something you were interested in?
0: Yeah, it was really when when uh, the opportunity for Uspa came about, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it, and I was sure (laughs) that it was something that would have a future. So a lot of people are, I know that a lot of people are stuck in their corporate jobs and they're thinking about um, starting their own businesses. But it's really when you do your research, when you get an idea, it's not just enough to have the idea; you have to do your research and check if there's a market already out yes. for, for your idea, if somebody else is doing it, could you do it better? Um, and if you can answer confidently to all those questions, then it becomes a real viable um, opportunity. So I, um, I very much took my time to do research in my sector to make sure that um, this could be a, a viable business and only then did I, did I quit my day job, so to
1: speak. Wow, you just answered like two of my questions Just in that <sighs> Sorry. one answer it was, it was so good though No, um, I'm happy that you said that Because I was going to ask you if you worked, you know, both jobs at the same time, and when you decided that it was time for you to quit your day job and focus solely on your small business, mm-hmm. and I think that you answered that perfectly because I am a stickler for waiting till you have enough income coming from your business, and you can actually, you know, depend on that foundation before you decide to quit your daytime job. Absolutely. So um, do your do your
0: research. Um, so many people fall into the trap of quitting their day jobs before uh, properly exploring all positives and negatives about their potential business and and they end up having nothing after six months. So I actually um, for a good sort of six to nine months while I was still doing my day job and I would go to evening classes or evening uh, sort of uh, networking events just to learn more skills about um, tech and coding and uh, web design because I, I had no idea about any of this stuff I mean I come from finance um, there's nothing techy about me uh, I knew nothing about the spa world I mean I, I'm, yeah. I'm an expert um, tester of managers and, and massage just now but I can't do it myself so I had to teach mm-hmm. myself a lot of things and I took my time to do that On top of my day job for a good six to nine months before I quit it to jump full time into this.
1: Wow. And okay, so for you with USPA, were you like profitable right off the bat or did you have to wait some time before you actually started to, you know, see profit? from your business?
0: Sure. So that's a very good question. And and it goes back to, again, being prepared. Um, Any new business that you start, if it's a growing concern, if you'd like to invest in its growth, you can't really expect for it to be profitable before the first three years. So you have to, when you start your own business, you have to mentally prepare and financially prepare to not make any personal income for the first three years. Um, if you manage to break even and start having a profit before three years, you're actually doing really well. Um, so there is obviously a number of things that you need to consider before taking that plunge, because it is if you want to invest in your business's growth, um, you need to invest in marketing, you need to invest in um, improving your processes and technologies. And that takes away from the working capital. Of course, yeah. if you decided not to invest in growth and just to sort of go day by day and take it really slowly you could perhaps turn a profit a lot sooner but it would be on the cost it would be it would be um sacrificing growth
1: yes i totally agree and with investing in things like marketing efforts Often you, um, you know, deal with other people, you team up with other people to make that happen. Um, At what point did you decide that you wanted to start bringing people onto your team?
0: Um, With marketing in particular, um, I personally significantly, even myself significantly, underestimated the importance of that function. Mm -hmm. And I was sort of under the impression that once I build my app and it's launched on the App Store, then millions of people are suddenly going to come and download it and it's all yes. going to be great and magical and the whole world will know about it um, it doesn't <laughs> work like that fyi um, yes. just because you have an app in the app store doesn't mean anybody will know about it there are millions of apps and there's hundreds and thousands of apps being launched every day so unless you invest in a number of different marketing channels nobody's going to know about your business and I actually um, didn't invest high enough early enough so only about I would say four or five months in did I bring someone board to do a lot of our digital marketing um, on Instagram Facebook and Google but I in hindsight I should have done that from day one actually I should have done that
1: pre-launch
0: if you ask wow. me
1: I was going to ask you that so if you would if you had another chance to do it if you would start with your marketing efforts right at the beginning or you know if you'd wait a while but you just answered that for me just then Mm -hmm. so that's awesome that's a very good tip because I didn't know until after even launching my podcast that I should have started my marketing efforts before the launch so that Mm -hmm. I can build that anticipation and that's an awesome tip for people. And as far as investing, um, just like you said, investing in marketing efforts and things like that, outside of going to um, the networking events like you used to, how do you invest in like, your um, you know, personal learning growth and you know, getting new skills? So
0: um, you never stop learning when you are running a business, um, especially if you are the founder or part of the original management team. Um I wear seven different hats from accounting to HR to mm-hmm. operations to training to God knows what. Um, so <laughs> all of these skills really are new to me. Um, i I don't know, I didn't know how to do company accounts. I didn't know what HR procedures I need to follow. So every day is a learning experience um, when you're running your own business. Um, so it really, really never never stops. and now, um, I don't have too much time to go to external classes. However, I do encourage uh, my team that are perhaps less junior than me to take courses on things like web design, user experience, improvement, marketing, optimization, etc. So, we do um, try and support our team in expanding and, and, and perfecting their knowledge as much as we can.
1: Oh, awesome. And with with your teammates, I know sometimes before people, you know, bring on employees or interns or, you know, whatever their title may be, um, they're concerned about, you know, what if I bring someone in and they take my idea and, you know, now I have a competitor. What would you say about, you know, how you have brought on your employees and how you don't worry about that?
0: Well, the whole thing of, even before you start your business, if you have an idea that is um, potentially good, um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't want to tell you my idea because you might steal it." Um, the reality is that mm-hmm. nobody has time to steal your idea. so if if you and in fact, you should share your idea as much as possible in order to get real life feedback because there's one thing um, for the idea to exist in your head, and it's another thing for it to be, uh, tested in the real world so I would say for, even yeah. for early entrepreneurs don't be afraid to share your ideas with your friends family co-workers because they have their own thing going on just because you shared an idea with them it doesn't mean that tomorrow they're gonna go and start and build your business um, mm-hmm. With in terms of your first employees or team members Of course when you are such early on in in the building of a company everyone that you work with in the beginning is more or less come from your immediate network of friends or friends of friends etc so there is a slightly more higher level of trust with those people Um, but in any case whatever however much trust there is you always you should always be signing non-disclosure agreements and have non-compete clauses in your contracts that prevent people that have worked for you to go and do something similar within the next six months after leaving you so always make sure you yes. protect yourself legally no matter how good your your co-worker uh, no matter how good of a friend
1: your coworker might be yes yes very good advice i'm so happy that you said that and um, when you first started USPA, and it was, you know, just you in the very beginning, um, what were some goals that you had for it then? And then what are a few things that you have in store now?
0: Um, as any consumer business goes, um, your most important target is to get as many clients as possible um, and to have repeat clients because that's what drives any sort of consumer facing uh, retail retail business. Um, now that we have a proven concept um, and we're growing steadily, our next sort of targets are to continue taking a bigger market share in London and to secure a bigger round of funding. Um, we raised one round last year uh, in the summer and this year we're we're using another round and with that we're hoping to expand to another UK city and potentially then abroad as well.
1: Oh okay so I'm happy you answered it that way um, because the next thing that I was going to ask you is how would you say business is different from london to the u.s oh it's usually different i mean regulations alone are a million times more
0: complex in the u.s than they are here um so i've seen a lot of london-based businesses try to launch in the states and fail um and it's a lot and but i've lived in the states for many years i was there for eight years so i understand Um, a lot of that complexity, whereas if people that um, have not had that experience think it's very similar to the UK, here it's actually really easy to launch a business. Um, When you're coming into the US, there's a lot of different factors you need to consider, notwithstanding the fact that you are now in a completely different time zone than your headquarters and uh, managing your Mm -hmm. team is a whole another. Um, concern over different time zones etc so um, it's hugely different Um, but of course the US is such a huge market so it's so tempting for any business to want to launch there because it just um, offers such a huge opportunity for anything that can can be successful um you know they don't say if you can make a day you can make it anywhere kind of thing
1: Mm -hmm. I liked your answer I Mm -hmm. loved it and I have two more questions for you the first one is with being um in the market that you're in and I know you were talking about gaining more market share what is your favorite type of advertising or your advertising of choice
0: um, my
1: favorite
0: type of advertising personally uh, for me it's too bad so uh, ads in our underground here in London because they're so visible um, they really generate a lot of public um, uh, support and talk and your, your name gets out there now however those are not the best type of ads for a quick customer acquisition For quick conversions, quick customer positions, you want to invest in things like Google, Facebook or Instagram. um, Hands down. Those are the quickest, especially if it's a digital uh, business or a technology-based company or even a product that you're selling online. Any e-commerce business, um, the easiest way to reach your customers is online. So if you are not on Google, you don't exist. If you're not using paid ads, you might as well just shut down because nobody's going to hear about you.
1: Wow. And that is like the third time that I've heard that is that if you are not on Google or if you don't have an Instagram or a Facebook, then virtually you don't exist. Exactly. (laughs) So I I agree with that because with the world now, and um, that was going to be my second question is you know do you agree with social media advertising and its importance and you've already let me know that yes you do um that it's actually one of the biggest ways you know of advertising especially if you have a product or if you're you know a tech company or anything like that
0: yeah I mean I don't So agree is a very funny word, I mean, I accept its existence, (laughs) I don't like that the world has come to this place, I don't like having to pay um, Insta famous bloggers uh, money to promote our product or service, that's not something I subscribe to and I don't understand how that became a profession. I don't agree that that should be a legitimate profession. I think people should have real world skills other than blogger, um, but that's the world that we live in and we, you're going to have to just, uh, you know, play play the game if you want to be in it.
1: <laughs> yes, because I was going to say at, at this point with where everything is going, it just kind of seems like people are watching TV and reading newspapers and radio less and less, and they're more so on their phones now. So. It is really changing the environment for business now. I agree Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. And to close out our interview, we always end with our hot topic question. It's really not even a hot topic, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. how do you wind down after a long day? Um, I go for a run with my dog. So
0: I am a dog-obsessed person, and I basically... <laughs> spend my evening squeezing my dog (laughs) or of course having dinner with my husband or friends um, I try to um, I have a rule of no electronics after 11 p.m. so I'll read a book um, or just try to you know calm down and just try to go to bed early Um, but it's really it's really important to have a little bit of time for yourself and um, for me evenings, especially after 11, it's, it's definitely time to, um, switch off. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. You said it perfectly, especially because I'm a, I'm a dog lover as well. So Mm -hmm. that's how I wind down too. (laughs) Unconditional
0: love can be that.
1: (laughs) Yes, you can. Yes. Thank you so much. And I just, I do want to thank you again for coming on the show and, you know, really blessing us. Because you, you really dropped a lot of gems today and I think people really find, you know, that, that it's beneficial that they listen to this podcast. So thank you for that. As far as the listeners, thanks you guys for tuning in. Catch us on DLake.com slash success on demand. Make sure that you, you know, follow our Facebook page or, you know, check us out on Instagram. We'd love to have you. Once again, this is DLake and you just tuned in to success on demand.
0: Gauss and you've heard my story here on Success on Demand.